Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Diana, And I'm Robin. We're excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Educational Decree number 24. First, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizard team to follow along. Love our blog. Love wizard team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus and, or send us a cheering charm. All of this um, can be found at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Um, and check out our Wizard Team merch. You can head over to our website to step up your nerd, fashion, and stationery game. Um, check out the More Black Girls, More Dragons design, the standard Black Girls Create design. You know, get your Black Wizards of the Wizarding World t-shirt together in time for Black Wizard History Month. You got like three months. So, you know, get ready. Get Be ready, prepared. get ready, get ready. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Google, Play, uh, wherever your podcast is found. Um, and subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. Um, if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. We also had a little bit of a like a redesign, so I've gotten some good feedback about the size of the font. We'll be fixing that. If you guys have any other feedback, you know, just reach out. You know, Twitter, email, Gmail, Facebook, I'll post, whatever. And now for Wizard Team News. Uh, LeakyCon 2018 is August 10th through 12th in Dallas, Texas. Go to LeakyCon.com for more information and to buy passes and go and go because we gonna be out cheer in the year of our lord 2018 team d mm-hmm. one team one dream we rolling squad <laughs> squad up <laughs> i'm just saying if i'm in dallas yeah i mean anywhere y'all better, during I mean... from the from august 10th through 12th in dallas i should be able to go squad and then here and get someone like it's not just gonna be me, Bayana, and Portia. All y'all, Portia. You're gonna be somebody's. Somebody's gonna say DJ Khaled, and then somebody's gonna be like another one. That's our. That's our. That's our. I want to hear. This is a school. Shout it out at three fifths of the podcast that I go to. I mean panels, not podcasts. Oh, but yes, three fifths. Ooh, no. Awesome. That no. was perfect. That was really perfect. No. I appreciated that. And I don't think you did it on purpose, but I'm gonna hold on to it. I didn't, but yep, three fifths. It's fine. I want three fifths of us to be, I want three fifths of the family or of the attendees to be fam. Yes. God damn it. Sorry, I gotta turn off the TV, I forgot. But um I love y'all so much that I'm missing the Packers game, which is actually a positive because I miss my quarterback. <laughs> I miss my quarterback. Anyway. Um, yes, but, but you have to definitely go if you can um, because it'll be awesome. 
and it'll be in the United States, and we will be there, and we'll be on hella panels, most likely, but yes. still, but it'll be awesome. we're gonna want to do, like, you know, a meet-up, grab some drinks, mm-hmm. like, listen to Something. Lemonade, you know. During the Yule Ball, we're gonna be requesting a lot of Beyonce, so we can, like, get down, you know what I mean? Like, we just want, we want to, we want to come through. Mm-hmm. Come through. Roll deep. A lot of- roll deep. And all those things. A whole lot of gang activities. Mm-hmm. And we try to put together yeah. a withered trap R&B group so that we can have someone, like, performing at the concert. Who are the musical, like, Black Potterheads? Can y'all hit us up, please? Because we have... Ideas. Ideas. We have a lot of ideas and not that much musical talent. Mm-mm. Which is hilarious Mm-mm. because our family is... Like overflowing with musical talent, but not Potterheads. They're not Potterheads. It's a waste. It's a waste. Honestly, I gotta. I'm step a little my, disappointed. My annoyance came up. I'm just gonna annoy them into submission. Listen, <laughs> you know you're. You know how you're a Potterhead, right? Like that's how I. <laughs> that's how I talk to mm-hmm. my family. You know how you're a Harry Potter fan, right? So, <laughs> we got this thing we try to put together. Oh, also some news that I didn't put on there, but. It is because of two things. It's Wizard Team News. One, because it is Bayana's first fandom. And two, because it is Beyonce. Um, but the cast for the Lion King um, movie that's coming out, like the, it's the live action. It's not really live because it's all CGI because they're all animals. But that was announced. And Beyonce is Nala. And I mean, there are other really great casting announcements within that as well. But Beyonce is in Lion King. I forgot that I didn't. I care about. Okay, y'all. So you may not have noticed this, but I got a new job and all of a sudden I'm like real busy and like not able to do what I normally do, which is like hang out in the Slack and be on Twitter all day. And it's really messing me up. But anyway, I saw this thing and I thought I told you about it. And I just realized as you were saying this and I didn't tell you about it, that Migos was like in Disney's mentions trying to be the hyenas. And I thought of you oh, immediately. I didn't see that. That would have been so perfect. I think, oh, I mean, I mean, they I think just did it. Hy- so. Who they have as the hyenas is cool. <laughs> and, like, that's great, right? Like, um, I think. Uh, I don't, who do they have as the hyenas? Uh, what's her name who plays, um, what's her name who plays Io in uh, Black Panther? So she's one of the Dora Milajay and she was Ooh, in Civil War. Yes. Um, and will be in Black Panther. She, I believe, is Shinzi, I think. Um, and then I can't remember who the other two are. I'll have to look at the But if it had been Migos, I'd been lit as fuck. All of the ad libs. Oh my god. Right? Oh my god. And just like anytime they walk on screen, you get a little bit of trap in there. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little. And then I would just die of that laughter means- if they could get a hyena saying, Quavo! Bitch! Motherfucker! I mean, that's, it's Disney, so we probably won't that's get a motherfucker, a but... Yeah. Also, that wasn't that wasn't Amigos Adlib. Oh. I got ten bricks and a lick, motherfucker. Yeah. And that's not me. And that's not Migos at all. Oh. But it's cool. The more you know, Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely told you that like ten times, but it's okay. Um, we should get into, get into um it. chapter. We don't have any um new. Tron I to shout out, no magical birthdays, unless y'all, it's your birthday and you didn't tell us, in which case you played yourself. Congratulations. And you um, Let us know if your birthday is coming up and we will shout you out on the podcast and in the newsletter. 
So if you want a magical birthday shout out, you should, you know, not block your blessings. Right. Don't be all like on social media like, oh, it was my birthday and Wither Team didn't shout me out. Like, did you tell somebody? Like, I'm not Professor Trelawney. I don't. I cannot gleam when your birthday is. We can't see what she sees. We can't. I cannot our, divide. Our, we're clouded. Yeah. <laughs> my my vision our is as dark is and rusty as my dead soul. Pat, pat, pat. Or whatever she says to Hermione <laughs> in the movie. Which is Yikes. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, okay. okay, so, so uh, previously... Are you, were you going to say something else? Or? I was just going to say, so I don't really want to do this one. But I guess oh. we have to. Um... I mean, same, actually. This chapter is kind of... <laughs> this book is garbage. A prop. It's really not. Let's not, let's not go that far. That's I mean... False. That's actually the opposite of the, the truth. The plot so. of the people in this book are garbage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Very true. How a story could be really that great, but you, you were just miserable the whole time? Mm-hmm. Good job, I Tico. love this book so much. It's my favorite. <laughs> Every time we get to a new chapter, I'm like, oh, damn, now this is going to happen. But still, I love it so much. It's literally one of my favorite books of all time. So <laughs> let's, let's do this. If that gives you a glimpse into my uh, psyche, then you're welcome. Um, what? So previously on Wizard Team, Harry, Ron, and Hermione decide that they're going to do this Defense Against the Dark Arts group. They take their Hogsmeade weekend, or Hogsmeade Saturday, it's not like they go two days, to kick off their first meeting only a couple people show up a good like 25 people you know just a couple so and they decide they're going to start this group and try to actually learn some things um so that they can pass their owls and defeat lord voldemort aberforth is running a goat ring the the hogshead is actually a front for some illegal activities also he's he's laundering dirty goat money yeah He's well, also doing other things. Magical creatures. That have to do goats, but no, we don't have to talk about not. that. Also, um, Deborah's benched. He, I forgot about that. <laughs> he is. He is. Did you see the, th- the link that I... Oh, I will read it. Joke. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm now kidding. I have to, I'm you kidding. It You're right. You're right. You are right. I'm wrong. Let's move along. No. You're right. No. Sorry. I did see it's that. It's too late. It's I saw too late. it. And you're right. It's too late. But... It's too late too to late. apologize. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, nope, but I'm too late to apologize. To, I'm trying to move past nope. and go forward. Away nope. from the goat. Nope. So, and this is from and this is from J.K. Rowling herself, so that's why I'm pulling it up. But we already established that J.K. Rowling has a sick fucking mind. It is, She's twisted. I mean, you know, she came up she came up with the puff schemes, but anyway, if you Twist. would like to look at harrypotter.wikia.com for Aberforth's Dumbledore's goat charm. So, it says that this was a charm used by Aberforth Dumbledore to keep a goat's horns curly and clean. He was prosecuted because the charms were considered inappropriate and the incident was reported in a number of newspapers, although Aberforth was unperturbed perhaps because he could not read. Um, which actually, this was introduced then in Prisoner of Azkaban, which is hilarious. Wait, he cannot um, read? Also, no, that was just the dig that uh, Albus did on him, oh. and I think it was more of like a sibling thing. P- uh, yeah, I think it was like Albus being shady as fuck, because that's what he does. Um, like, anyway, hold up. Like, so, Hogwarts, like, we need to get back to, like, how trash Hogwarts no. actually is. Okay, 
Sorry. I mean, you know. So then, so it says, it is unknown precisely what was inappropriate about inappropriate about keeping a goat's horns curly and clean. Though J.K. Rowling stated that that's a joke that works on a couple of le- on a couple of levels. And later, that Aberforth had a strange fondness for goats, perhaps implying something a bit more going on. So, I just you know. Just because Confirmed. the queen is sick and twisted does not mean that you need to descend to her level. It is canon. That's all I'm saying. I just, I didn't, I'm not advocating. I'm just telling all of the facts. I'm making sure that the facts are laid out for everyone and they can take from it what they want. Moving on. And so, Albert, they were at the Hogshead to do the inaugural D, well, it's not the DA yet, the inaugural meeting of the Defense Against the Dark Arts Club. That happened. Also, also, Hermione is pen pals with Victor Crumb. And Ron is. Jenny is dating Michael. Jenny is dating Michael Corner. And Ron is. Zachariah Smith is the worst. And And Ron Ron is pressed about all three of those things. (laughs) Yeah, and Ron's pressed about all three of those things. So maybe he'll, you know, relax a little bit. Maybe not. Doubt it. We will see. All right, chapter 17. Educational decree number twenty-four. I just need so I just need, Harry, before we get into this, I just need y'all to just stop and reflect on the fact that these children have gotten together because they have found their magical education wanting, and they are taking the initiative to go above and beyond and to learn something. And in response, we get this shit. And I just need yep. you to think about that. I need you to think about if you would ask your teacher if you could do, like, an extra credit project and you get this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I mean... I don't like her in, the, in, a, in a way that is similar, maybe not as strong as Snape, but very, I don't. I don't no, fuck I with think I, No, I think I think it's okay if she if it's well. I don't know. I think I definitely hate her more than I hate Snape. But I hate Umbridge too. Harry felt happier for the rest of the weekend than he had done all term. He and Ron spent much of Sunday catching up on their homework again because that's what they do. And Hermione was up to date with all of her homework, so she was knitting more. But they get to do it in the sunshine, so that's nice. Because so they, they go outside and they like do their homework um, under the beech tree at the edge of the lake. Um, the knowledge that they were doing something to resist Umbridge and the ministry and that he was a key part of the rebellion gave Harry a feeling of, of immense satisfaction. He kept reliving Saturday's meeting in his mind. The knowledge that all of those people did not think him a lying weirdo, but someone to be admired, buoyed up by so buoyed him up so much that he was still cheerful on Monday morning, despite the imminent prospect of all of his least favorite classes. I want to like just point out the fact that like in this time in the year of our Lord twenty seventeen, how much I relate to that sense of like when you feel really hopeless and like everything is kind of getting out of your control and like there are things coming down from the top. Like whenever you take mm-hmm. some action, like no matter how small, and resisting that. It really helps you to kind of not just focus in on, like, what your beliefs are and, like, what you stand for, which I think is really important to, like, for humans in general to, like, not just know what you're against, but, like, what you're for. That sounded really, like, soapboxy and preachy, but I think it's it's true. Um, but it also, like, really helps 
your because these like times like this it's like really taxing on your like mental and emotional like well-being and that mm-hmm. act it like helps you to take control in some way you know what I mean and wrestle back some of that control that you feel is not yours anymore did that make sense yeah okay yeah I get what you're saying yeah so I just wanted to like and then I also think that like advocate yeah, for people and I being agree. active and I think also mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the other part too is that like part of it is that is like him finding some way to actually you know resist umbrage and like feel like he's doing something against her like actively against her but I think it's also the fact that there are other people who are doing it with him right like he's and not he feels validated having, he's not continuing experience. to right yeah. like he's not he's not like standing up in the middle of class and shouting at her some more he's like he has people around him and they're like not just talking about him and whatever like they're um they agree with him they believe him they are willing to fight with him like all of those things are really important as well yeah i also think Um, it's funny though because um i don't think that we got to a point where like zachariah smith believes harry (laughs) like all you know what i mean i mean but the fact that he he wants oh sorry go ahead I was saying, like, the fact that, like, he, um, or even, like, Ernie are there, like, and Ernie's there because he wants to get a good grade on his OWL, um, and, like, so is Zachariah mm-hmm. in, in a certain way. Ernie, Ernie also Ernie believes he's down for the cause, but, like. Yeah, and he, I mean, er, and he at least believes Harry. Yeah, like, he definitely. Even if he, like, has his own, like, he, he does think Harry's telling the truth, even if his main reason is for his OWL. Right, but the reason why he's willing, I mean, well, at least in in the case of, let's say, Zacharias, and, is that, like, the reason why they're willing to do this is because they want to pass their OWLs. And um, to Harry, that doesn't matter as much. Like, they're with him, you know? They sign their name on that paper, and, you know, like, and in doing so, like, that's what he's holding on to. Like, he's not even... Mm-hmm. He's it. He's not even like ruminating on the fact that like of like what Zachariah said, or the fact that like Hermione and the Weasleys had to like stick up or stand up for him, you know, in this small group. Still, it's at the end of that meeting, he came away with twenty five people willing to like put their name on a sheet of paper with him, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Yeah. Oh, Harry. It's a big deal. Um, so he and Ron headed downstairs uh, from the dormitory together talking about um, Angelina's new idea um, for a Quidditch move called the Sloth Grip Roll. And they, as they were talking, they were interrupted, or they kind of noticed um, a large sign on the Gryffindor notice board, so large that it covered everything else there, um, which is petty and like is that really necessary no like there are other announcements that are important Mm -hmm. anyway the new sign was printed in large black letters and there was a highly official looking seal at the bottom beside a neat and curly signature um and it reads by order of the high inquisitor of hogwarts all students organizations societies sorry all student organizations societies teams groups and clubs are henceforth disbanded an organization, society, team, group, or club is hereby defined as a regular meeting of three or more students. Permission to reform may be sought from the High Inquisitor, Professor Umbridge. No student organization, society, team, group, or club may exist without the knowledge and approval approval of the High Inquisitor, 
Any student found to have formed or belonged to an organization, society, team, group, or club that has not been approved by the High Inquisitor will be expelled. The above is in accordance with Educational Decree Number 24, signed to Lawrence Jane Umbridge, High Inquisitor. First of all, expelled is really extreme. and Right. Like, really? <laughs> like, you could give them detention, you could suspend them, you could, I don't know, but expelled, they can no longer go to school and continue their magical education, and that's a lot. Also, all of them, right? Like, as a, and I think, like, part of this, and I don't know, it's weird. It's like, it's definitely indirect response to what Harry, Hermione, and Ron are doing, but then to, like, be like, okay, that includes Quidditch, and that includes, like, Gobstones Club, and that includes, like, all these Charms other Club and, things. Yeah. Charms Club, like, study group, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, all these little things. She is like, no. Um, and I think that that's for, like, a very particular reason, right? Like, I think that her finding out about Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and, like, this potential group that's gonna, like, go against her, both, this is both a way to stop that, like, in her head, but also, like, creates an opportunity for her to gain more power, right? Like, it gives her an opportunity to police the students and criminalize them more than she already was. And it gives, like, it gives her a reason to do that, I think. I also think it gives, like, an air of legitimacy to this because she can't say, like, no new clubs, right? Like, so, and it is, like, kind of, I'm trying to think back, like, I don't know how strict it was, but it is kind of reasonable that, like, a student group or organization um, needs to have, like, you know, a faculty advisor or needs to be, you know, okayed by the uh, administration. However, when you get to, like, groups, like, no group regularly of three or more people meeting regularly, like, you're expelled. Like, I had a friend group of, like, six. I think there was, like, six of us in high Mm -hmm. school. So every lunch, yeah, are we regularly to. meeting? Do I need to, like, ask permission yeah. to, like, hang out with? So, like, even if it's just Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Ginny having lunch together. like Or just Harry, Ron, and Hermione. It's yeah, three, three or, or more. more. It's not more than three. Yeah. It's three or more. So Harry, Ron, and Hermione are going to be expelled, right? Just because, like, They're friends. regularly every morning they meet up at... Uh, in the common room and then go to breakfast together. Yeah. That's a meeting. Right. And so it's like, that's where it gets, like, I, I, if you're doing, and this is also kind of weird, right? Because there aren't other schools. It's not like in, I don't know how it works, British listeners, if we have any UK listeners. Um, In America, like, when you're on a team, like, if you're on a team sport, you're playing against other schools. So you're, really representing the school like on a larger scale outside of that ecosystem um Mm -hmm. which makes so it does make sense that there's some like there's some oversight there right like we just can't walk around being like i went to helix um or no i went to catella i'm gonna i can rewrite my history (laughs) that was the high school i i wanted to be at all four years anyway my first high school I can't just, me and, like, eight of my friends be like, oh, we're the Catella carjacking club. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, like, a thing, one. And, like, two, the school definitely has the right to shut that down, right? Because not only are Mm -hmm. we doing something not great, but then we're, like, putting the school's name on it and representing the school in a way. 
um, this is all internal, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not even that you're, you know, you can't even stand on the fact that, like, we want to present this, like, good face to, like, you know, international cooperation or whatever. When you go to Bobatons or Durmstrang, like, you have to, like, have uphold these standards. You know what I mean? It's literally, like, you live here, this is a boarding school, and I have control over your entire social life now. So, yeah. But yeah. the way it's worded, and then it's, the way that you say it, it does, it, it is a little, like, it, it can be argued as legitimate. Those are three mm-hmm. or more. It's very targeted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry for y'all that have more than three friends. Sorry, twins. He screwed. Anyone yeah. else that you and meet I mean, with it's regularly. also like, yeah. And I mean, I think also like it. I don't know what you know. I'm not versed in British laws. I'm not. But I know in Chicago and potentially might have been open. I don't know. I feel like it's been replicated like kind of in different places over the U.S. But the idea that like you can't like, more than, it's, it's a similar thing, like, three or more, like, youth can't be gathered in one place out, like, in the, in public by themselves. You know, like, because yeah. then you're a gang I don't think, I don't think I'm, like, yeah, because then you're a gang. Because I was like, I don't think I'm explaining this correctly. Um, I'm very tired. But, yeah, so it's, it's, it's like a similar kind of, like, there's a lot of problems with that. Like, you know, that could be your family. You could just be, like the homies maybe you're going to run errands maybe you just are like walking home from there's just all these different ways right where like that doesn't make sense and where that like criminalizes kids and especially in like real life cases um black and brown kids and so yeah so it's it's problematic and and it's also really a matter the case of the fact that like that law's on the books right in chicago and in oakland yeah he's getting stopped and like, charged with the crime, right? If you see three or more white kids, like you said, they it criminalizes black and brown kids. Like, if you see three or more mm-hmm. white kids, more often than not, they're just, they don't get stopped. Like, the police no. just let them go. And so it's mm-hmm. similar in in Hogwarts. Like, if you see three or more Slytherins, she's just going to be like, whatever. But three or more Gryffindors, mm-hmm. and we have to stop. And, you know, it, so it allows... She's going to be like, oh, so what's going yeah. on here? And, and then when you're selectively which is she's definitely doing, right? Because the point of this is really specifically aimed at Harry Potter. When you're selectively mm-hmm. enforcing those rules, then it becomes a matter of oppression in a way that is systematized. Oh, look at that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Somebody Sorry, had written really that these were children's Laurel, books and they weren't political. Who was that? Interesting. I don't know. That's interesting. They should maybe read the books. Maybe. Um, Laurel is like, uh, in the chat says they sleep in groups of five so everyone's expelled no more Hogwarts Boom. <laughs> right there um, I need to more than groups can of you please uh, sanction my dorm room please right can I can I sleep in my common room no no oh okay yeah well well then they all eat dinner at like Certain four tables. There's four tables in the Great Hall. Yep. Hundreds of students all gathering regularly. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
So we're so we're eliminating houses now, right? Because that seems like an organization or a team or a club. She bit off a lot. Which probably isn't the worst idea, to be honest. It really isn't. Probably should get rid of the houses. I bet you if she did that, Dumbledore would be like, "Ha ha ha!" Like he'd be pretty happy about it. Like way to play into my hand. Yeah. (laughs) Either Um, way, okay. So does it does this mean they're going to shut down the Gobstones Club? Asked a second year. I reckon you'll be okay with Gobstones, Ron said darkly. I don't think we're going to be as lucky, though, do you? He asked Harry. Um, Harry was reading the notice through again. The happiness that had filled him since Saturday was gone. His insides were pulsing with rage. This isn't a coincidence. She knows. She can't, said Ron at once. There were people listening in that pub, and let's face it, we don't know how many people who turned up we can trust. Any of them could have run off and told Umbridge. Zacharias Smith, said Ron at once, punching his fist into his hand. Or... I thought that Michael Corner had a really shifty look to him, too. Um, so, Rod is no, still No, you didn't. He is not. He's still pressed. He's not yet relaxed. He hasn't. <laughs> yeah, he's not yet unpressed himself. He should chill, I think. You know, just relax a little bit. I wonder if Hermione's seen this yet, said Harry. Let's go and tell her, said Ron. He bounds forward, pulls open the door, and sets off the spiral staircase. He was on the sixth stair when it happened. There was a loud wailing, klaxon-like sound, and the steps melted together to make a long, smooth stone slide. There was a brief moment when Ron tried to keep running, arms working madly like windmills. Um, Then he toppled over backward and shot down the newly created slide, coming to rest um, on his back at Harry's feet. I don't think we're allowed in the girls' dormitory, said Harry, pulling Ron to his feet. Well, that, well, we'll get there with the explanation because I do want to talk about that. But also, like, this is the first time they've ever tried to go see Hermione in her room. Let's be honest. Hermione, Five years of friendship. Hermione, more times than not, is awake and ready to go before they are. She's waiting for them in the common room. I mean, I'm sure. But I, but I think that this is not the first time that has happened, though, right? Like, yeah. it just seems like. It could be, actually, so, now that I'm thinking about it, it might be, like, once they hit puberty. So now they're 15. And, like. Being 15 and going to see your friend is way different than being 11. <laughs> so maybe there's like I an mean, age limit. I don't think there is. I don't think there is either, but no, I'm just I mean, saying. I'm not, I'm not even saying that like, I'm just saying it's funny that this is the first time we're like seeing this. Yeah. That's the only thing. Um, what about that like no one else has like, talked about it? Like children? the guys are not, the boys aren't being like, yeah, I tried to go, you know, see Penelope last night and I got hit with that slide. You know what I mean? Like, it should just be, like, known. Has Percy ever gotten hit with a slide? That would be funny. Percy, I, I mean, doubt it. He that's why the they would, that's so why they were, didn't. that's where they were making uh, secret meetings in classrooms. Right. Right. Well, also, Penelope was a Ravenclaw, so right. he wouldn't have even gotten into the thing anyway um two fourth year girls came zooming gleefully down the stone slide Ooh, who tried to get upstairs they giggled happily me said ron i didn't realize that would happen it's not fair he added to harry hermione's allowed in our dormitory how come we're not allowed well it's an old-fashioned rule said hermione but it says in hogwarts of history that the founders thought boys were less trustworthy than girls anyway why are we trying to get in there um that makes absolutely no sense because boys are still in the equation of girls going to their dorm room Right. Right. If if it is that, like, first of all, it's the idea that, like, boys are going to, like, lure girls into situations that they don't want to, like, either they don't want to be in or that they're going to, like, corrupt them or something into wanting to be in those situations. And you can still do that by being like, 
hey, you want to come up to my room? That's but really also, easy. like, unnecessarily like, sexualizing to... girls and, like, and saying that yeah. boys have no control over that. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't watch Stranger Things. We've already talked about this last week. But, like, people talking about those kids like they're not children. Like, those are children. All of y'all yeah. talking about Millie Bobby Brown or whatever, which I think her name is adorable and hilarious. Like, she is a child. Like, a literal mm-hmm. infant. And you're gross. And you need to stop. So, like, putting And that's your, this whole rule is... Yeah, it's like putting your mores or whatever on kids. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the, like, oh, you can't wear skirts higher than this length. Or, like, oh, sending girls home for outfits they have because <laughs> thinking they're gonna either protecting the teachers or, like, you're distracting the boys. No, motherfucker, like... Make them pay attention in class. Make, don't hide. And if my knees are distracting teachers. to your teacher, that should not. He should not be your teacher. Like he should not be no, teaching children. Fire that motherfucker. Let him go find another job. Put him in jail. Something. Right. He should not be anywhere around a kid. I'm really he sorry. That issue out with himself. I, I'm sorry that test scores have been down, but the girls' knees have just got me all those hot knees, and man. And I just can't. Like what? Her knees. She's 10. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, I, I'm trying to stay focused, but I'm a man. I, and, and I have no control. None. And obviously it's the girl's fault for tipping so, me in this manner. As opposed to you for being a grown-ass man and you can't control yourself. Meanwhile, I'm like, why teachers, would you need to control yourself <laughs> in the first place? <laughs> Why would control be an issue? You shouldn't have that inclination or feeling or thought. It shouldn't even cross your mind. Amani wants you to know that men are trash. <laughs> it came from him. He said it. <laughs> I didn't say it. I was just saying, like, the systems that we have set up, like, this is an okay system, is trash. But he wants you to know that men are trash. He said we're trash. I'm assuming he means men. Because I'm not trash. I have never looked at You can also mean muggles. You can also mean muggles. Muggles are also trash. Muggles are trash. But I've never looked at a 15-year-old boy and been like, A, it looks up now in a weird way when I look at, they're not 15 anymore, but when I was 15, you know what I'm saying? This got weird. Yeah. That's but different. Though. You know That's what I mean? Like, I like, when I look at like, just like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas or Tevin Campbell, really. There was that episode of Fresh Prince <laughs> where Tevin Campbell was dating Ashley, and I was just all melty mm-hmm. in my in my. And I was like, "That's gross," but like he's not 15 anymore, and I was young. I'm younger than he is, but I went back. I regressed to my old self. Okay, let's stop. I don't. Okay, so let's move on to the other problem with this. Wait, that we I believe have brought up before. I don't remember when, but it was brought up. The fact that, like, this is also, like, not inclusive of trans and, um, yeah, of trans people. And especially, like, of trans people and then especially non-binary, can't say words, non-binary or, like, gender fluid people. That's not a thing. Not at at all. all. I was also, like, so so today at work, because I work now, guys, I work hard, but I have to, like, I manage a couple of people and I had a moment that someone was like his and I was like, this is probably a girl. 
but and then I had that moment of like, can we just not use gendered language at all? Because we have no idea. We're getting emails. You know what I mean? Like I don't know mm-hmm. what how you present like or what, and I don't want to assume. And it's an interesting thing that you have to. I mean, it's human nature, right? We're all socialized in a certain way, but you have I have to remind myself of that, and then like make sure that I'm reminding the people that I manage, like you know, there there's more than just a binary, and we can't just assume to know what how other people identify, um, as opposed to that not being the default, which seems like it should be, but trash. We already talked about that, I guess. I mean, yeah, and I think that, like, again, it's called an old-fashioned rule. This was written in early 2000s, but I still think that, like, these are things that we should bring up and talk about and, like, you know. Also, it doesn't... You said, like, you know, gender, but it also, like, in terms of sexuality, like, that mm -hmm. don't have nothing to do with, like, (laughs) you know? Right. Homosexual students, like, go for it. Have at it. Have Steve fun. and Seamus are having a ball. Like the only thing keeping Steve and Seamus from having a ball is that they have three other roommates. Three other people. Yeah, but they sneak off. Or like Remus and Sirius. You know what I mean? Like it, there, there are opportunities, right, for all types of shenanigans to go on, regardless of gender, sexuality, whatever. You're teenagers. Things are gonna go down. Give them a talk about safe sex. Move it along. There is a, I, I don't know if I, I told the story about my brother's college and the, the, they had a benefactress who was like, gave a bunch of money and was like, on condition that they're never allowed to have sorority houses because sororities are just like, sorority houses at least are just like homes of whores, I guess it's like her thinking, like you put all those girls together and just sluts abound. I don't know what, I don't know. (laughs) Why? And this was a woman who did this. But there there are fraternity houses, like, at, on that campus. But, like, when she gave whatever large sum of money she did, she, in her, like, in the terms, like, there are no sorority houses allowed. And, like, I mean, there's so many different examples of this happening throughout our culture and world. Um, but it also... It's still, like, the main point of Hogwarts is that you're supposed to be teaching children, and that's not just, like, potions and charms, but society and and rules and how to be responsible and how to be a good person, and you know what I mean? And, like, and they're in a boarding school, so this is, like, where they are spending all of their time. And so Mm -hmm. to not give girls the same, or women, or female presenting people the same um, autonomy and agency that you give to the male presenting students does them ultimately an educational disservice as well. Mm-hmm. So we should probably move on, but this whole thing is trash. It is all, yeah, it's garbage. It's the worst. So, um... Hermione says, why were you, anyway, what were you trying to get in there? Or why were you trying to get in there? And Ron says, to show you this. And he dragged her over to the notice board. Hermione's eyes um, slid rapidly. 
Someone must have laughed at her. They can't have done, Hermione said in a low voice. You're so naive, said Ron. You'd think just because you're all honorable and trustworthy. No, they can't have done because I put a jinx on the piece of parchment we all signed. Believe me, if anyone, anyone's run off and told Umbridge, we'll know exactly who they are and they'll really regret it. What'll happen to them, said Ron eagerly. Well, put it this way, it'll make Eloise Midgen's acne look like a couple of cute freckles. Come on, let's get down to breakfast and see what the others think. I wonder whether this has been put up in all the other houses. So this is also gets back to the Hermione, you know you did Dundari. You know it. Wait, say it again. This goes back to Hermione, you know you done did dirty because she has to explain mm-hmm. that she put a jinx on the parchment <laughs> because no one caught that before they signed their name. Yeah, that's true. But also, I don't know. We'll get there. We'll get there. I have conflicting feelings about the jinx on the parchment. I I just do. I don't. I mean, it is. I don't it, anymore. It it's, is. Um. I mean, I have conflicting feelings in that the adult me knows that's problematic and should not have happened at all. Um, the 10 to maybe 17, 18 year old me is like, snitches get stitches. What you gonna do? Um, okay, let's move snitches. on. Um, uh, I have that shirt. I'm gonna wear that tomorrow. Sorry. Okay. Um, so they go down to the Great Hall. There was a peculiar intensity about the chatter and the extra measure of movement in the hall as people scurried up and down the tables, conferring um, on what they had read. Harry, Ron, and Hermione had barely taken their seats when Neville, Dean, Fred, George, and Jenny descended upon them. Did you see it? Do you reckon she knows? What are we going to do? We're going to do it anyway, of course, said Harry quietly, which, like, does Harry Potter. What, what is a rule to him? He's like, don't y'all know I'm the chosen one? <laughs> I'm Harry Potter. What are you talking about? When have I ever followed the rules? Have y'all not been paying attention? Um, I do what I want. Like, um, knew you'd say that, said George. The prefects as well, said Fred. Of course, said Hermione. Here comes Ernie and Hannah. Ernie and Hannah Abbott. Um, now I'm just making up ship names. Um, and those <laughs> Ravenclaw <laughs> and those Ravenclaw bo- blokes and Smith. And no one looks very spotty. Never mind the spots. These idi- the idiots can't come over now. They'll look really suspicious. Sit down, she, uh, Hermione mouth to Ernie and Hannah. Um, later. We'll talk to you later. I'll tell Michael, said Ginny impatiently. The fool, honestly. Um, I love how Ginny like, talks shit about her boyfriend. It's hilarious. She's like, this motherfucker is dumb. I mean, He's a Ravenclaw and he coming up over here. The fuck? I thought he was smarter than this. thought he was smart. I gotta rethink my I'm entire saying. relationship. Um... I think it's really funny, too, that they <laughs> immediately descend upon them, which, as Hermione says, like, the uh, way to make it obvious, guys, but also, like, um, with Ginny, the twins, and Neville. All, they all ran down three, so quick. But that's more than three people. It's not regular yet, but <laughs> I'm just, like, every time there's, gonna, there's like, <laughs> three or more, I'm just going to be, like, expelled. <laughs> Is that a is that a is that a group? They gotta go. Club? Oh my god! Can <laughs> teachers assign group projects? They can't. <laughs> nope. I mean, it, those are probably nope sanctioned, but yeah. 
I don't know. I doubt Magana goes okay. to sign a group project if it means she has to go to Umbridge and get permission. Magana goes like, fuck that noise. Oh, nah. Nah, y'all gonna, y'all all gonna do it solo. Solo work. Mm-hmm. So Angelina comes over and she says, you realize she's including Quidditch in this. We have to go and ask permission to reform the Gryffindor team. What? Said Harry. No way, said Ron. Um, you read the sign. It mentions teams too. So listen, Harry, I'm saying this for the last time. Please, please don't lose your temper with Umbridge again or she might not let us play anymore. Okay, okay, said Harry. Don't worry, I'll behave myself. Um, no, you won't. But that Umbridge is in, the history, is in History of Magic. You said what? Sorry. I said, no, you won't, but it's cute that you think you will. I was just talking yeah, to Harry. Yeah, he'll try. <laughs> At the very least. You That's know, like me when I say I'm going to have chill. I'm going to chill. I think it. I believe it. I'm sincere in that. Mm-hmm. It never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, bet Umbridge is in History of Magic. She hasn't expect- inspected Ben's yet. Bet you anything she's there. But he was wrong. Um, which, like... Ben's got to be inspected eventually because this motherfucker's dead and he's been dead for a long time. No one actually knows when he died or how long he's been a ghost. He may not even know. Like, there's just a lot of questions. Um, and I feel like, but maybe because, like, he's not really teaching, she's not going to care. Because they don't know their history, so then they can't, like, use it to form an army against the ministry or something. So then she'll be like, looks like everything's in order here. Yeah. Check all the boxes off. It's, it's definitely not about, um, actually teaching children making sure that they you know yeah are retaining things that's not her that's not her goal at all so harry didn't even attempt to follow what Thins was saying today um instead he doodled idly on his parchment ignoring hermione's frequent glares and nudges but a particularly painful poke in the ribs made him look up angrily what um she pointed to the window hedwig was perched on the narrow window ledge um so Harry goes over, oh, Minnie, sorry, has, uh, she has the letter tied to her leg. I love um, that Harry just goes and out. gets She's a letter so, in the middle of class, and Ben's ain't. Well, because it's Ben's. We're, <laughs> we're going to get to Ben's. We're, I just, um, I've, uh, Ben's I'm is, mad about okay, it. Ben's is a problem. I've already, I've always loved that owl. She's so beautiful. Um, Harry heard Lavender sigh to Parvati. Yes, she is, because she's the, one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Right. One of them. In the making, because at this point, she's still, like, not quite. We already But she's she working on it. She getting um, it together. She's on her way. Mm-hmm. So, he glanced around at Ben's, who was continuing to read his notes, um, unaware that no one was paying attention to him anymore, or, like, if they even were. Um, so, he went over to the window. He expected Hedwig to hold out her leg so that he could remove the letter and then fly off to the Owlery, but the moment the window was open wide enough, she hopped inside, hooting dolefully. Harry closed the window with an anxious glance at Ben's, crouched slow again, and sped back to his seat. Um, It was only when he was there that he realized that Hedwig's feathers were oddly ruffled, some were bent the wrong way, and she was holding one of her wings at an odd angle. Um, Because Umbridge is the fucking worst. Like, and a hater. How are you gonna manhandle Hedwig Nose Carter like that? She lucky she still got an mm-hmm. eye. But you know what? It's cool. You know why? Because Hedwig is a survivor and she's not gonna give up. She's not gonna stop. She's gonna work harder. So we are right. That's all I'm saying. Hey, 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 see what you did there? 
bad wig a survivor. She not gonna give up. She not gonna stop. She gonna out harder. Bad wig a survivor. No. She gonna She's not gonna out it. harder. She's gonna work harder. Yeah. Um, Umbers thought that she um, couldn't breathe without her. That she's inhaling. <laughs> thought she couldn't see without her. Perfect vision. Thought she couldn't lie without her. Now she's laughing. Like... Hedwig's gonna be fine. That's all. Right. Um, don't you ever get to thinking. I don't know. I just stopped there because it didn't. That she's sense. irreplaceable? Yeah. <laughs> that Hedwig is irreplaceable. She's gonna use all the layers. <laughs> um, Portia, Portia said that Umbridge is about to catch them wings from Destiny's Menagerie. I'm just saying, man, they're about to show up. And show she's out. She's not ready. What's that song? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm your girl. You, my girl. We. Girl, ah, that song. That's what it's called. <laughs> but I don't think that relates. Um, one of these days, we're gonna read a chapter, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna plan it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna think on this. But one th- one of these days, we're gonna do it, and like, there's gonna be so many Destiny's Child references, and I'm it's gonna be great. I'm down. I'm ready. Yeah, we're gonna work on it. Anyway, back to terribleness. Um, she's hurt. Harry whispered. Look, there's something wrong with her wing. Hedwig was quivering. When Harry went to touch um, the wing, she gave a little jump, all her feathers on end, as though she was inflating herself, and gazed at him reproachfully. Professor Ben said Harry loudly, I'm not feeling well. Um, Ben's raised his eyes from the notes, looking amazed, as always, to find the room in front of him, full of people. Not feeling well, he repeated hazily. Not at all well, said Harry. So I think I'll need to go to the hospital wing. Yes. Yes, yes, the hospital wing. Well, off you go then, Perkins. Um, That's Harry motherfucking Potter, Ben's. Like, of all of the students that you would not remember. So now he really doesn't know anyone's name, clearly. Because if you don't know Harry Potter's name, who the fuck is Perkins? Who? Didn't Perkins, isn't, doesn't Perkins work with Arthur Weasley? Like, you ain't, you ain't recognized a student. You don't know, you haven't known a student's name since Arthur, since Arthur Weasley's co-worker. It's that's just, it's embarrassing. Like, what year does he think this is? It's embarrassing. The problem. Um. Okay. So Harry um puts Hedwig on his shoulder. Um. Once he gets outside of the class, his first choice of somebody to cure Hedwig would have been Hagrid. But as he had no idea where Hagrid was, his only remaining option was to find Professor Grubbly Plank and hope that she would help. Um. He peers out of the window and doesn't see her near Hagrid's cabin. Um, if she was not teaching, she was probably in the staff room, so he sets off downstairs. Two stone gargoyles flanked the staff room door. As Harry approached, one of them croaked, You should be in class, Sonny Jim. Sonny His Jim name is Harry crazy. motherfucking Pro- Potter. <laughs> well, that's a phrase. It's not really, they're not really calling him. I know, I'm just saying. Put it's some like, respect on like his Sonny name. Boy or... It's true. It is true. Two times it's been disrespected in one page. This is urgent, said Harry. This is urgent, said Harry. Ooh, urgent is it? Said the other gargoyle. Well, that put us in our place, hasn't it? Why? Why is everyone at Hogwarts so out of pocket? Like I don't understand. Why? Why is it this way? Um, so he knocks true. and comes face to face. True. Comes face to face with Professor McGonagall. You haven't been given another detention, she said at once. No, Professor, said Harry. 
Well then, why are you out of class? It's urgent, apparently, said the second gargoyle snidely. I'm looking for Professor Grubbly Plank. It's my owl. She's injured. Injured owl, did you say? Um, and Grubbly Plank appears at McGonagall's shoulder, smoking a pipe and holding a copy of the Daily Prophet. Yes, like she her. turned up with, after the other post owls, and her wing's all funny. Look. Um, Grubbly Plank stuck her pipe firmly between her teeth and looked at Hedwig from Harry. Or, sorry, it took Hedwig from Harry while McGonagall watched. Hmm. Looks like something's attacked her. Can't see what it would what would have done it though. Thestrals were co- well. Mm, can't talk. Thestrals will sometimes go for birds, of course, um, but Hagrid's got the Hogwarts Thestrals well trained not to touch owls. Harry neither knew nor cared what Thestrals were. He just wanted to know that Hedwig was going to be all right. Do you know how far the owls travel? Traveled Potter said. Um, asked Professor McGonagall. Uh, from London, I think. He met her eyes briefly and knew that she understood London to mean number 12 Grimaud Place. Um, and by the way that her eyebrows had joined in the middle, Grubbly Plank pulled a monocle out um, of the inside of her robes and screwed it into her eye to examine Hedwig's wing closely. I should be able to sort this out if you leave me with her, Potter. She shouldn't be flying long distances for a few days in any case. Uh, right. Thanks, said Harry. No problem. Just a moment, Wilhelmina, said Professor McGonagall. Potter's letter. Oh, yeah, said Harry, who had momentarily forgotten the scroll um, on Hedwig's leg. Grubbly Plank hands it over, um, and Harry starts to leave, but McGonagall calls him back. Potter. Yes, Professor? Bear in mind, she said quickly and quietly, that the channels of communication in and out of Hogwarts may be, may be being watched, won't you? Um, and then students all come out. Harry, uh, McGonagall gives him a curt nod and retreats into the staff room. Uh, so... I know McGonagall is so over, so over Harry, like so much. I just like, yeah. I think she's like, like, fam, can you, you be constantly vigilant or not? No. Nah. Apparently not. No, nah, no, nah. nah, not at all. He doesn't have the range. Mm-mm. And why, why y'all keep thinking he does? I think she just. I don't. I think that like. She has hopes. She has high hopes. I don't know that you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily surprise. I think it's just like disappointment. Yeah. She's not mad. She's, she's just, just disappointed. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, I keep having to spell this out for him. It's one didn't thing after the, the other. Didn't take the letter time. off before he just gave it to some stranger. Like sending letters in the first place. Sending letters to, to, to London, all notorious mass murder. Like, no one umbrage. Like. Um, Amani says that McGonagall is in the staff room wondering why Hermione couldn't have been the chosen one. Same. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Though I do think, I saw this thing, and I think it's really true, like, I don't know if a girl could have ever been the, ch- a woman could have ever been the chosen one, because I don't think that, like, Voldemort would have, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he could have chosen between Harry and Neville. And, like, he just mm-hmm. decided that Harry, for because he's a half-blood and his background would be the one. Um, so I definitely don't think he would have been like, oh, yes, this, uh, this female is the one. And I'm using crappy language on purpose. Because that's what, he's a, he's yeah. a Nazi. Because <laughs> she were wondering. Um. <laughs> Um, so Harry opened the scroll and it says, today, same time, same place. 
Is Hedwig okay? Said Hermione. Where did you take her? To a grubbly plank. And I met McGonagall. Listen. And he tells them what McGonagall said. To his surprise, neither of them looked shocked. On the contrary, they exchanged significant looks. With, like, duh, fam. Like, it's not... Like, he's, he's the like, person who is like, do I have some I mean, tea for you? And they're like... And, every, yeah. and they're like, well, yeah. Duh. Mm-hmm. That of makes course. sense, right? Like, Are you shocked by this, Harry? Really? But, You're not being constantly but you vigilant. know, it's... It's Harry, give, give me my wand, Tom Potter. So it's just what we have to deal with for the next, what, we got like two more years? Next two years, it's just what it is. <laughs> I was just saying to Ron, what if someone had tried to intercept Hedwig? I mean, she's never been hurt on a flight before. Who's the letter from anyway? Snuffles. Same time, same place. Does he mean the fire in the common room? Like, freaking Ron. Like, Nick, none of them. Why can't Hermione just do this on her own? Like, it would just be understand. so much easier what smoother else, like what else would it be like where else would it be and though, do you Ron? need like, to say that just out out loud the whole point is that it's in code like we just got done talking about somebody intercepting Hedwig like you out here just, just in the middle of the hallway just saying just spreading anybody business anybody can hear why is everyone so incompetent I don't understand Except Grubbly Plank, McGonagall, and Hermione. That's it. That's all. The, o- <laughs> the only people just here. Just let the women do it. Please. Just please. Just give it to them. Give just, it to them. Let them handle it. Just It'll sit be fine. down. Don't touch anything. Don't talk to anyone. Just, just go. Sit down. Let the women do it. These books would literally be maybe two books tops if they just shut up and let Hermione just, do it. Yep. I just hope nobody else has read this, but it was sealed and everything, and nobody would understand what it meant if they didn't know we'd spoken to him before. I don't know, said Hermione. It wouldn't be exactly difficult to reseal the scroll by magic, and if anyone's watching the flu network. Uh, but I don't see how we can warn him not to come without that being intercepted, too. Um, so they go down to potions, where, uh, where Draco Malfoy is doing what he does best. Oh, Malfoy got um, a Malfoy. By the way, y'all, we watch Bell. And Malfoy was Malfoy yeah, I, I just in Bell. It was the worst. I, it I was, was exhausted. Worst. I was. It like, was like it was like if Malfoy had never changed and just like went immediately from how he is in at fifteen and just like stayed that way. And this it was like him at twenty five. He got a time turner. He went back to the Victorian era in seventeen in the eighteen hundreds and Malfoyed. And I was like, mm-hmm. I am exhausted by you. But also, he was really cute in the movie. He was great. I mean, he wasn't cute. He was terrible. But I don't and know. I love Tom. Not cute either. So, <laughs> but, but no one had a wigs. lot of issues. And that was just a product of that was a product of their time. It wasn't the wig department's fault. It was just what they had to work with. Anyway, Por- Portia said should... that was his own ancestor, the one who um, wanted to be royalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the one that was that Malfoy and then he got mad yep, that was that Malfoy mm-hmm. he was trying to like seduce the queen until court queen the mm-hmm. statue of secrecy came out and she was like nah fam it's a no for me it's a no and for me he, dog didn't he like curse her or some shit cause he's a fuckboy it was a lot that happened so much. anyway so much um, I wouldn't be surprised so Draco's saying yeah Umbridge gave the Slytherin Quidditch team permission to continue playing straight away I went and asked her first thing this morning. Well, it's pretty much automatic. I mean, she knows my father really well, and she's always he's always popping in and out of the ministry. It'll be interesting to see whether Gryffindor are allowed to keep playing, won't it? Um, 
So, one, why is he going instead of the person who's the actual captain of the Quidditch team? Um, Also, it's really interesting, and by interesting I mean gross, um, that both he and Umbridge are taking stock in, like, like what they're valuing are people who are influential um, and not, like, just, you know, being a decent person. The meritocracy is a lie. Yeah, or just, you know, letting kids... Play a sport. Letting kids be kids. I also think, though, it's, like, it's, it's from a former not great but serious athlete. It is stupid that you would not want to play against. Well, I mean, it's Malfoy. But if you want to be the best, you want to play against the best. And so you would want the Gryffindor Quidditch team. You would want to beat them. But obviously the Slytherins are not about, like, they're just about winning. They're not, they don't care about, like, actually being the best. They care about getting the trophy in yeah. any dirty way to do it. Because it's just, if you are a true athlete, like, Taejun, Kong Taejun would not be okay if he cheated his way to the Quidditch World Cup. Like, he just wouldn't. Nope. Like, Taejun wants to play the mm-hmm. best. He is the best. He's going up against Crumb. He's showing him who's boss. Mm-hmm. Malfoy does. Why he's an international Quidditch star. He's a professional and not athlete. whatever the fuck Malfoy is now. Right. He don't even know Malfoy. Um. Nope. Who is that? I don't know her. I don't know. He knew who Hermione was right away. Mm-hmm. He had to be introduced to Malfoy. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Move along. Just, if no one knows what we're talking about, which you probably should by now, go watch Hermione Granger in the Quarter Life Crisis. Go do that, then come back. Um, Uh, Don't rise, Hermione whispered. It's what he (laughs) wants. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe they they haven't. Maybe it's, they haven't had time. I mean. That's embarrassing. Don't tell anyone. I mean, you know, don't, don't play yourself. Don't block your blessing. Just go, go watch. Quietly and then come yeah, back. Act like you've, no, you've be been fine. on it. Act like you've been on. Mm-hmm. This whole time. Um, don't rise, said Hermione. It's what he wants. I mean, said Malfoy. His gray eyes glittering, glittering. Can't word. Can't word. Words. Read. Whatever. Glittering malevolently in Harry and Ron's direction because again, it's all a show for Harry. And like Ron is happens to be sitting there, but it's like, all for Harry. Stage five needs friends. All he needs is friends. Like, go find a friend, man. Be like, hi, my name is Draco. Can we be friends? Not, hi, you'll find some wizarding families are better than others. I'll help you find out which ones. Like, no, fam. (laughs) Like, almost word for word. And he's still bad. Almost word for word. What I told Aminata when she started going to the playground. Except for the whole, (laughs) you'll find some wizarding families. Well, because she goes up to people and she's just like, Hi, what is, uh, I'm trying to remember what she said when we were at, I was at the park. She said, she would say things like, we can I think, be, we I can think be was, friends if you want to. Like, it was real passive aggressive. Yes, yeah, that's what she, that's what, mm-hmm, She would forget exactly to, like, said. introduce herself. Yeah, she's just like, we can be friends, we can play together if you want to. And the kids are like, mm, Who are you? What? I'm already playing I'm with good. my friends. Yeah, she'll be okay. Like, instead of, hi, I'm Ami, can she's we play? Actually, she's so much better now. 
Yeah, she's way better. Hilarious but aside. What I remember was from like two years yeah, ago. She's, like, yeah, but, I, but two years ago, I had a conversation where I was like, go say, like literally did one of those like, okay, say this and then sent her on her way and then walked from the bushes and then she like looked at me and I was like, go on, you can do it. <laughs> she's like staring at me. I'm giving her, feeding her lines. Say, go say. Hi, mm-hmm. my name is Aminata. Do you want to play with me? Go do it. Go, go. Mm-hmm. Now she's pretty good at it. But not not just like running up on somebody. We can be friends if you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, That's not how that works. I don't know what to say to that. Um, also no, funny. It's okay sorry, Funny aside, she was talking about, she started watching this monster show and she was telling me about it and then she was like, one of them's a witch. And I was like, oh, but she's a good witch. Um, and she was like, yeah, I think so. And I was like, that's good. I like good witches. I'm a good witch. And she's like, you're not a witch. And I was like, yeah, I am. And so is Bayana. She's like, no, she's not. And I was like, yeah, she is. No, she's not. Yeah, we're both witches. I mean, I guess I could be a witch. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're good witches. I love her so much. She's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could do, I could do that, too. <laughs> I love telling her stuff. I love convincing her of things that, like, aren't true, but it's, like, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a witch, sure. Um, but, like... It's like when we were talking to your grandparents yeah, about... Um, it's just, the, the weeping angels <laughs> you're like but you oh know my God. those don't exist and we're like i mean oh my god <laughs> they do th- that was the most that was the place because they really thought like i don't they were like these girls hilarious. are in a joint they were psychosis like, so you know the, they're like you know they're not real and i'm like okay but the image of an angel becomes itself an angel so <laughs> and i've been watching them on tv so i think they're real <laughs> And then, and then your little sister Akira came down, and we were, they were like, "You know the weeping angel." She's like, "Yeah, whatever." Holds an image of an angel becomes an angel. They're like, uh. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, they got her too." Got her too. <laughs> no turning back. <sighs> All right, that was a tangent. Um, Just a bit. Uh, so I mean, said Malfoy, if it's a question of influence with the ministry, I don't think they've got much chance. From what my father says, they've been looking for an excuse to sack Arthur Weasley for years. And as for Potter, my father says it's a matter of time before the ministry has him carted off to St. Mungo's. Apparently, they've got a special word for people whose brains have been addled by magic. Um, so, you know, again, he then makes a grotesque face, um, now making fun of people whose brains have been addled by magic because he's a terrible person. And, and like, that is a real... Like, okay, so... I don't want to go here, but I'm going here because it's the only place to go. The shooting, this latest mass shooting, which is a terrible thing to say, but we're American mm-hmm. and that is our reality. Um, the, you know, obviously because he's not a person of color, there's something, you know, he's a lone wolf or what's wrong with him. He has to be sympathetic. Um, someone was bringing up the fact that he might be bipolar or that he was depressed. And um, the... Um, Cheeto Voldemort had some words about like this isn't a gun issue it's a mental health issue keep in mind that he also was trying to take away the ACA and all of their like replacements had nothing for health care so 
either way. And then he, during his campaign, um, make fun of a disabled He journalist. sure as hell heck did. Much in the same way that Malfoy is doing it. Sure as heck making did. Making fun of people whose brains have been out by magic. Sure did. Mm-hmm. For gosh darn sure. But the thing is, is that, like, you, you say all of that. I'm sitting here like, I have had major depression my entire life. I ain't shot a damn person. Haven't assaulted anyone. Mm-hmm. Haven't just going about my business. Statistically, I'm more um, prone to be a victim of violence because of my mental illness than to perpetrate violence. But, you know, I exist. <laughs> Hi, human being here. Mm-hmm. And the the whole the idea that you make fun of someone on the back of someone else, which is what Malfoy's doing, or you prove a point or whatever on the back of like a real thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Malfoy got a Malfoy. In the chapter where Umbridge has basically like walked up with a with war and peace and a and a bench like cushion Malfoy is trying it she has she like she has like cloaked herself in like you know like the drum line like she has like the full drum she's mm-hmm. like it's like oh okay so it's like the battle <laughs> between Nick Cannon and other dude from the other team that I don't know when they're about to beef this is the competition for bench <laughs> And Umbridge is Nick Cannon right now. But the other dude is Draco, and he's trying really hard. And that's what's happening. <laughs> he's trying so hard to win. But it's the like bench. the bench is taken. Seat's taken. So you don't chill. need to do all this. Mm-hmm. You don't. Um, okay, so something hard collided with Harry's shoulder, knocking him sideways. A split second later, he realized that Neville had just charged past him, heading straight for Malfoy. Neville, no. Um, he leapt forward and seized the back of Neville's robes. Help me, Harry, um, flung at Ron. No, nope, um, let him go. Get him, get an arm around Neville's neck. And Ron, well, they stopped because Crab and Goyle are flexing their arms and closing in in front of Malfoy like they're freaking, like, Whatever. Neville bodyguards, got right. like, what do you need bodyguards? Neville got 15? right um, on his side. No, he was get him. He was. It's true. It's true. But he would have. He would have been that hurt. right wouldn't have lasted very long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yes, Neville, but also thanks Ron and Harry for being there to like make sure he doesn't get hurt. Um, so Ron hurries forward and seizes Neville's arms, and together he and Harry succeeded in dra- dragging Neville back into the Gryffindor line. Um, Portia wants to remind funny, you that the wing that Mungo's, Malfoy is talking about oh. currently houses the Longbottoms and Lockhart, yeah. but this is in the middle of in the middle of my sentence. Oh, but yes, sorry. you're correct. I thought you had and paused. she's correct. I I was just mm-hmm. wanting to say why Neville had such a strong reaction. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm also just, I was sure that Google Hangouts did a thing, so. Okay, sorry. Fine. Um, <laughs> you hadn't paused. Um, <laughs> Google Hangouts paused for you. I was like, I, I was like, I didn't pause, but I also, when you started, I was like, I mean, you know, it's the technology that we have. So. Um, not the technology we deserve. Not funny. 
Exactly. <laughs> Not funny. Don't. Mungo's show him. Um, the Dumbledore opened, or the Dumbledore, the dungeon door opened. Um, Snape appeared there. His black eyes swept up uh, the Gryffindor line to the point where Harry, Ron, and Hermione, sorry, where Harry and Ron were wrestling with Neville. Fighting Potter Weasley, Longbottom, 10 points from Gryffindor. Release Longbottom Potter or, or it will be detention inside all of you. Like, he doesn't even try to... And they probably don't even look like they're fighting, Why right? Why like, would Harry and Ron be fighting with Neville? There's no reason. But he doesn't care. Not at all. So... Oh, this looks like a good pretext to take away points from Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. There's no way we'll win the House Cup without me holding my hands on the scale. Pressing my thumb, standing on the scale, jumping mm-hmm. up and down on the scale. Indeed. But it doesn't matter because here um, comes Dumbledore to give 250 points to Gryffindor. However many points he <laughs> <you> take away. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's probably what it is. is Dumbledore just like tallying like, okay, all right, I see. I'm just going to bring these back a little bit. Um, I had to stop you, Harry Gast, um, to Neville. Crab and Goyle would have torn you apart. Neville said nothing. He merely snatched up his own bag and stalked off into the dungeon. What in the name of Merlin was that about, said Ron. Um, but Harry didn't answer. He knew why the subject of people who were in St. Mungo's um, because of magical damage to their brains was highly distracting to Neville. But he had sworn to Dumbledore that he would not tell anyone's Neville's secret. Even Neville didn't know that Harry knew. Um, so then they go into class and Snape says, you will notice that we have a guest with us today. <laughs> um, so this is this is this is gonna be this is one of those very it's distressing like awful things and fun at the same time where it's a very distressing moment when your hatred for one person makes you feel sympathetic for someone else that you also hate, and you're like, but but then also it's funny. There's a lot of conflicting feelings to me. It's a lot of, it's, I think it's, I think for me, it's less like, I don't really feel bad for Snape in this situation. And I don't feel bad for Umbridge at all. I think it's just funny. Like, I think it's one of those situations where it's like, wow, Snape's about to get what's coming to him. And like, Umbridge is going to get what's coming to her. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, this is unfortunate for everyone, but it's great for me. Um, yeah. Um, Okay. You, so yeah, so Umbridge is sitting with her clipboard on her knee. Um, Harry glanced sideways at Ron and Hermione. Snape and Umbridge, the two teachers he hated most, it was hard to decide which he wanted to triumph over the other. I just feel like, yeah, you don't really have to nope. want a particular winner. We're cheering for mutual destruction. For ride. <laughs> you know, that's about it. Um, we are continuing with our strengthening solutions today. You will find your mixtures as you left them last lesson. If correctly made, they should have matured well over the weekend. Instructions. He waved his wand again on the board. Carry on. Um, Umbridge spent the first half hour making notes, um, and Harry was very interested to hear her question Snape, so interested that he was becoming careless with his potion again. Salamander blood, Harry, not pomegranate juice, Hermione moaned. Um, Preventing him from adding the wrong ingredient for the third I get time. The, I mean, I guess they look the same, maybe. But I'm assuming. when you're reading pomegranate, but, but also like, I just feel like so we were talking about this. When were we talking about this? Maybe it was last episode. No. When were we talking about this? Oh, oh, oh sorry, it wasn't on Wizard King. Um, I was just. 
they're everything blurs together. Um, maybe it was on Wizard Team. It doesn't matter where. Just go go forth. Sorry. And prosper. <laughs> sorry. No, it's going to bother me because... No, 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 no. I think it... Sorry. I think it was on Wizard Team. It was when... Oh, Connie was on. Because I knew Connie had to do with it, so I was trying to place, like, when I talked about this with her. But it was when she was on the podcast. I'm really sorry. Okay. Um, and I think it was when we were talking about... It was when we were... Um, it was when Umbridge came to investigate Trelawney. Um, and... Harry was having a similar situation where he was kind of just, like, throwing the lesson away mm-hmm. in order to, like, be nosy. And I think that, like, sure, he doesn't care about divination, fine. But, like, for potions, regardless of Snape, it's an important, it's, like, an important class. And, like, he's just throwing away this whole thing because he wants to be nosy. And I think that that's, like, like, I think that you can focus and, like, read the thing and make sure you pick up the right thing and still listen. Like, I don't think that should be, um... Mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Like, the I Potter be nosing. Exclusive. Like, that's what he do. He can And, like, that's fine. He noses. But, like, you can nose and pick up the salamander blood. Like, why do you even have pomegranate juice on your table? Apparently now? not. That was, like, my thing. I was like, is that his, like, leftover from lunch? Should he bring pomegranate juice and then we're just throwing it in his potion? Because I don't understand how you can confuse pomegranate juice and salamander blood. Like... The consistency, I just know. If your pomegranate juice is the same consistency as salamander blood, you need to be drinking different juice. <laughs> it just shouldn't. True. Yeah, that is true. Um, right, said Harry vaguely, putting the bottle down and continuing to watch the corner. Umbridge got to her feet. Ha, he said softly. Um, and she strode between the lines... Um, strode between the desks and was bending over Dean Thomas's cauldron. I'm sure Dean is like, why won't this bitch leave me alone? Like, been. it's been... Every time, it's a, every time she inspected my class, she gotta come over and look it's at what I'm doing. Thing. You know why, Dean. There's ten other students over here. Ain't none of them black. She out here, just all up in my business this whole time. It's like the... What's the thing when they we used to follow you around when you were shopping? Not used to. They still do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> They still do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go out of my Same house thing. anymore, so I'm no longer <laughs> subject to this treatment. But y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know if that has like a name, but I think you know it's profiling. If you mm-hmm. can teach the dumb Negro boy, then you you can pass. Like leave Dean alone. Leave. Let him be prefect and leave hashtag him alone. leave Dean alone to be prefect it's a long hashtag but it still mm-hmm. fits you just have to get rid of some other words or if you're eliana you got the 280 being reckless on the bird let everybody know also i will say i think that it's funny that harry is sitting there like ha <laughs> when she could have very easily gone up to him and given him shit. So there's even more reason like, hmm, to be paying attention to the lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Harry is not constantly vigilant. But no, he's really, he's gunning for that T. Ever since he heard about T for Troll, he's like, that's, that's me. That's me. That's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, well, the class seems fairly advanced for their level, she said to Snape. 
Though I would question whether it is advisable to teach them a potent like the strengthening solution, I think the ministry would prefer if it was removed from the syllabus. Um, because it makes you stronger? Like, I mean, granted, you don't want to make a Captain America for Dumbledore's army, but still. Oh my or god, she a doesn't want to make Captain, Captain America, America for Somebody Dumbledore's write that army. fanfic! That, st- that strengthening solution sounds like super soldier kill to me. <laughs> it's a serum. Oh, shit! Maybe if you fuck it up, then you turn in kids into oh, a Hulk. That's, you know, that's good for Dumbledore. All right, Dude, our army against uh, What if Grop actually isn't a giant and here. is just a poor kid that got in the wrong way, got, a, got in the way of some bad strengthening potion serum? I mean, strengthening potion. You know? All right, somebody write that fanfic, though, because I want to um, read it. Now... <laughs> Steve Rogers as a wizard. Now, how long have you been teaching at Hogwarts? Okay, okay. okay. How long have you been teaching at Hogwarts? <laughs> Fourteen years. Snape replied. Um, his expression was unfathomable. Unfathomable. His eyes were on Snape. Harry added a few drops of his potion and hissed menacingly and turned from turquoise to orange because he's not paying fucking attention to his actual work that he's actually going to get graded on. Um, but it was also it, just wanted to point out. So Trelawney. Chelani has been working for 16 years here, um, and Snape for 14, so Snape has been, I guess, working since, um, probably right before Voldemort went after, uh, Harry and his parents. So, like, Chelani made that prediction two years, like, two years before, so they, so, like, the Potters weren't hiding, they were hiding for two years, and then Snape realized kind of like posthumously or actually no because she wouldn't have been pregnant two years ago so yeah so Shalani made the, the thing the um prediction and Dumbledore was like oh shit you gotta come work for me because we gotta keep you safe um Snape overheard it and then told Voldemort and then maybe like once Lily got pregnant like a year a year or so later um Voldemort was like oh shit it's a baby I did my math it's coming in July soon come um, and was like, I'm killing, I'm killing them. And Snape was like, oh no, whatever shall I do? But didn't then, Snape, um, yeah. No, Snape had applied and didn't get it when he was trying to apply as a spy for Voldemort. No, I think Snape, I think Voldemort probably sent him at that time. And then Snape realized what his plan was. So I think it was oh, like, so a, he was I think by the time he was at Hogwarts. I don't think he was at Hogwarts yet. I think, I mean, I'm not 100% with the timeline, but I think that, um, I think what happened is probably that Voldemort was like, I need you to go do this thing and like go work for Dumbledore. Um, And I think he was probably going to do that. But then around the same time, Snape found out what Voldemort's plan was. And so he like went back and was like, I'll just be a double agent. Okay. Or triple agent or whatever the fuck he is. I'm thinking, like, I think it's still a little bit, like, in terms of the timeline around that point, but it happened 14 years ago, very close around the time when, um, when Voldemort went to kill Lily and James. Because, again, like, Voldemort didn't think that was his end, right? Like, he would still need someone on the inside at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because he was still um, worried about Dumbledore. Yeah. I don't know. I have yeah. to, yeah, the timeline, we have someone... I have to figure that out, but yeah. So 
Yeah, that doesn't make sense because Snape overhears Trelawney's prediction because they were mm-hmm. in a public place, or I thought they, they were. were I thought Snape was also applying for a job. Not at, Not that, at that time. time then. Trelawney, Trelawney said Snape came in because he was overhearing for tips, but she doesn't know. She don't even know what she said. Right. She's just making assumptions based on the fact that Snape works there now. Right. Right? Like, I don't think the potions position was even open at that time because Slughorn was there. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can talk more about this um, once we get to that point, I think, in Half-Blood Prince when Harry finds out. Um, Okay. You applied first for the Defense Against the Dark Arts post, I believe, said Umbridge. Yes, said Snape. But you were unsuccessful. Snape's lip curled. Did Snape... Obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it. Did, but, because did Snape go did. to apply for the Defense Against the Dark Arts position, was unsuccessful, and then came back for the potions position? Maybe that's the thing. Potentially. Yeah. That's possible. Once Slughorn left. But I don't think he would have... I don't think he did it that... I don't think he did it that... Or, like, I still think Snape did it around the time. Because I think that, like... I don't know why I always Dumbledore read it like... knew that Snape was a death eater. Right. And I always read it like Snape overheard... And I think Snape was supposed to come... there to interview for a job as well. That's how I always read no. it. No. So. He was there to spy for... That's because that's what Trelawney thinks. Okay. Because Trelawney doesn't know shit. Because she blacked out. And so in her head, <laughs> she was like, that's why Snape was there. But that's not why she. That's not why he was there. He was there to spy, and then Aberforth caught him. Mm. I wonder if Snape is allowed in the Hogshead. Probably not. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read this again because you ruined it. Um, you applied first for the Defense Against the Dark Arts post, I believe. Uh, Umbridge asked Snape. Yes, but you were unsuccessful. Snape's lip, lip curled. Obviously. Mm, shout out to Alan perfect, Rickman. Perfect dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have applied regularly for the Defense Against the Dark Arts post since you first joined the school, I believe. Yes, said Snape quietly. Do you have any idea why Dumbledore has consistently refused to appoint you? I suggest you ask him, said Snape. Oh, I shall, said Umbridge. I suppose this is relevant. Oh, yes. The Ministry wants a thorough understanding of the teacher's uh, backgrounds. Um, and so she turns away and walks over to Pansy Parkinson and begins questioning her about the lessons. Um, I mean, I guess Snape is ambitious. Every year, 14 years, he's been like, hey, you gonna give me this position or not? Every year. Like, interesting. Gotta dream We big, all know that Snape is a little obsessive. <clears throat> a little, got, a, got, a, got, a little got just a bit of tunnel vision. Just a tad, tad bit. Mm-hmm. He's like... You, you really need to just give me, go ahead and give me this position. Mm-hmm. And it is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumbledore is like, I already had a Nazi that I just can't, I don't need another just Nazi. Had it last year, can't do it again. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. See how, see how um, desperate I get. Yeah. Um, Harry hastily dropped his, oh, Snape looked around at Harry and their eyes met for a second. 
Terry hastily dropped his gaze at his potion, which was now congealing foully and giving off a strong smell of burned rubber. Good job, Harry. Um, no marks, no marks again then, Potter, said Snape maliciously. Um, emptying Harry's cauldron with a wave of his wand, you will write me an essay on the correct composition of this potion, indicating how and why you went wrong to be handed in the next lesson. Do you understand? Um, honestly, like, I'm not that mad at him this time. No, but it's also, like, like an ineffective lesson, though. I don't think so. I think so, just because I'm not mad at him for it, but, Harry's like... Because not paying attention. But if he... I just think of all the... Oh, I mean, ahead, he sorry. probably realizes that the reason why Harry is unsuccessful is because he's not paying attention. Um, but if it was just like, he doesn't know what he's doing, then how is he supposed to write this essay? <laughs> well, then he would go to the library and he would look up strengthening solution and explain how it's supposed to be made. Like, I think that that's, I don't think this is a difficult lesson. And I think that like, this is better than giving him detention or, um, like, because this essay, right, like, is going to make up... Like, he's not getting any marks right now, but it, it will kind of make up a little bit for him not <laughs> you think doing that. the potion correctly, right? Like, I think it's... He's not going to get any marks for this essay. I mean... It's just a punishment. <laughs> I think I think he will get a bit, right? Like, I don't... And I... And maybe he won't, but I still think that it'll help him learn as opposed to just taking points away, right? Like, it's... Him making... Doing this potion will help him understand how to use it if he is actually, like doing the homework correctly right i just think that i don't know of all the punishments he could have gotten from snape i think that this one is the most reasonable and actually would like if harry takes it seriously can actually teach him something i think that it is the most reasonable but i do i'm just thinking like realistically if you don't understand then you need someone to like tell you where you went wrong Reading sure, and then but in writing this situation, it it's not the fact that Harry doesn't understand. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, I think that, like, sure, in other situations, <laughs> like if yes, it was maybe this wouldn't be <laughs> the right course of action, right? In this particular course, of, in this particular situation, this is the right course of action, is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, sure, in other situations, that might not be the right one, but Harry just wasn't paying attention. And he could, like, we see that when he does pay attention, he's actually perfectly fine at potions. He's not paying attention. Yeah. He's worried about what Snape and Umbridge are doing. So, yeah, write that essay. True. Um, okay. So, maybe I'll dive off div divination, he said. I'll pretend to be ill and do Snape's essay instead. Then I won't have to stay up half the night. You can't dive off divination, said Hermione. Hark, who's talking? You walked out of divination. You hate Trelawney, said Ron. I don't hate her. I just think she's an absolutely appalling teacher and a real old fraud. But Harry's already missed History of Magic, and I don't think he ought to miss anything else. Um, there was too much truth in that to ignore, so Harry went to divination, and Professor Trelawney was salty as fuck. Um, she gives everyone a copy of the Dream Oracle. Um, she, you know, throws one at Seamus's head and thrusts one in a Neville's chest. She's just real pressed, basically. Um, well, carry on, she said loudly. You know what to do. Or am I such a substandard teacher that you have never learned how to open a book? Um, so we find out. So she's really upset. She says that she's been insulted. Insinuations have been made against her. Unfounded accusations leveled. Um, but there's nothing wrong with her. She's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, and then 
She says, I say nothing of 16 years devoted service. It has passed, apparently, unnoticed. But I shall not be insulted. No, I shall not. Um, Parvati asks who's insulting her. The establishment. Yes, those with eyes too clouded by the mundane to see as I see, to know as I know. Of course, we seers have always been feared and persecuted. It is, it is, alas, our fate. Because even when she's upset. She's doing the most. She has to keep up this pretense. (laughs) Like, she can't let it go. Like, just chill. What's really interesting, though, is that, like, Trelawney definitely is a fraud. But the problem, it seems, with divination is that it's something that just cannot be taught. Like, there are seers, and they, mm-hmm. uh, they do believe in the fact that, like, there are seers, but it's something that is innate, right? So the problem is with the subject in general. Because once, yeah. like... I mean, she just does extra. She does extra, for sure. I think, like, even before, even before um, he hired Trelawney, Dumbledore was considering getting rid of the subject altogether. Right. And then Trelawney had that vision, so. Or at least make it like a um, like ancient years runes or something where it's a, an elective. It's the same as ancient ruins. It is. Oh. It's the same as ancient ruins. Okay. Well, then I, yeah, it just, the, extra classes. Yeah, because it's just, the problem is that you, I mean, the problem is the one, yeah, it is Trelawney, but the, uh, the other problem is just that you can't teach something that you're born with. Like, you can't teach Tonks how to be in metamorph mag, magi. Like, she just is. Mm-hmm. You can't teach someone to be a seer, they just are. So... Um, uh, okay, so, yeah, so we find out that Trelawney's been put on probation, um, so after class, Harry tells Hermione, you and Umbridge have got something in common, she reckons Trelawney's an old fraud too, um, and then they get to Umbridge's class, and she's like, good afternoon class, good afternoon, Professor Umbridge, wands away, please, Please turn to page 34 of defensive, of defensive Magical Theory and read the third chapter entitled The Case for Non-Offensive Responses to Magical Attack. There will be no need to talk. Um, so then we find out that there's no Quidditch practice um, because Umbridge said that she needed a bit of time to consider, even though Harry kept his temper. Which um, is also just, again, like playing favorites because if the Slytherin team was automatically allowed... You can argue that you give an unfair advantage because they're able to practice while quit it, like while the Gryffindor team mm-hmm. and the other teams that she deems whatever are not. And what is the difference between a Slytherin team's Quidditch and a Gryffindor team's Quidditch? They practice, they play a game. <laughs> yeah, the only difference is that there's Gryffindor. Yep. And they're potentially like. Like Dumb and Dumbledore, it's their Dumbledore's favorite. Right. That's pretty much it. That's and it. Harry Potter's in Gryffindor. Yep. That's it. Um. So Harry could imagine how much Umbridge was enjoying holding the threat of no Gryffindor Quidditch team over their heads, and could easily understand why she would not want to relinquish that weapon over them too soon. Well said, Hermione. How Look on the bright side. At least teams. now you have time to do Snape's essay. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. They'll figure it out. Also, how do you have a league with yeah, four teams? Yeah, do some weird math. 
Quidditch at Hogwarts is dumb, but go ahead. Um, Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Well, said Hermione, look on the bright side. At least you have time to do Snape's essay. That's a bright side, is it? Snapped Harry. No Quidditch practice and extra potions. Um, I mean, you brought the extra potions on yourself, so I don't really know what to tell you about Harry's that. Harry's pressed. Um, Trelawney's pressed. Ron's still pressed. Everyone's Dr. pressed. Sirius might be a little pressed. Um, I don't know. So it was hard to concentrate. Even though he knew Sirius wasn't doing the fire until much later, he couldn't help waxing um, into the flames every few minutes. Fred and George had perfected um, one of their skiving snack boxes and was taking turns demonstrating to a cheering and whooping crowd. Um, this one is the one where you take it and you vomit and then you chew the other side and you don't vomit. Um, Harry notices that Lee was vanishing the vomit with the same spell Snape kept using on Harry's potion. So he's, you know, just getting more upset. Um, Hermione is looking over them, over at them, pressed. That's, that's the word of of Hermione's pressed. pressed. (laughs) Everyone's pressed. Everyone is pressed. Um, just go and stop it then, Harry said irritably. I can't. They're not technically doing anything wrong. They're quite within their rights to eat the foul things themselves, and I can't find a rule that says the other idiots aren't entitled to buy them, not unless they're proven to be dangerous in some way, and it doesn't look as though they are. Um, you know, I don't get why Fred and George only got three OWLs, said Harry. They really know their stuff. Well, they only know flashy stuff that's no real use to anyone, said Hermione disparagingly, which is not really true. I think she's just salty. She really is. She's pressed. Everyone's pressed. Everyone's Everyone's pressed. pressed. That's really what it is. Um, No real use, said Ron. Hermione, they've got about 26 galleons already, which doesn't really matter. I mean, sure, it matters because, like, they're running a business, and that's the point is to make money because it's going to be their job. But, like, that's not why it's useful. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So, eventually, everyone leaves. Um... And Sirius appears. Hi, he said, grinning. Hi, said the three. How are, oh, Crookshanks purred loudly and approached the fire, trying despite the heat to put his face close to Sirius's, which is the sweetest thing I've ever read. I and, couldn't hear what you just said, but yeah. it's, I hope you said that's adorable because it's so cute. It's dangerous. It's, a, yeah. But it's so it's cute. very cute. They're in love. But very cute. It's so cute. They're besties. Mm-hmm. Crookshanks basically went up to the fire um, and said, "My nigs, where you been? <laughs> Why are you talking to them? I'm just talking to you." And then gave the Black Panther it's adorable. a handshake. Um, yeah. How are things? Said Sirius. Not that good. Said Harry. The Ministry's forced. Oh well. While Hermione pulls Crookshanks away so that <laughs> he doesn't burn himself. <laughs> um. The ministry's forced through another decree, which means we're not allowed to have Quidditch teams or secret defense against the dark arts groups, said Sirius. There is a short pause. How do you know about that? You want to choose your meeting places a bit more carefully. The hogshead, I ask you. Well, it was better than the three broomsticks, said Hermione. That's always packed with people, which means you'd be a lo- which means you'd have been harder to overhear, said Sirius. You've got a lot to learn, Hermione. Who overheard us? Mundungus, of course. He was a witch under the veil. That was Mundungus. What was he doing in the hogshead? What do you think he was doing? Keeping an eye on you, of course. I'm still being followed. Um, Harry. And he's mad. Harry, you know that there's, like, the greatest dark wizard of all time? You were being followed when there was a um, notorious alive again on the loose out to get you? Like. Who wasn't even really out to get you? So for goddamn sure you're going to be followed when Voldemort's ass 
It don't like, get no more notorious. It don't get no more mass murder murder assists than Voldemort. And he is like specifically out to kill you. Been trying like specifically for years. At this point, fourteen years, in fact. It's a really long. It's your whole life. He had a little stint in Albania. We won't talk about that. He's real sensitive about that whole <laughs> moment in his life and his time. But, like, it's been a long time that he's been coming after you. So, of course, people are going to want to watch out for you. Just. Um, Not constantly vigilant. Not smart. Not up on the up and up. Um, okay, so Manang is overheard, um, and, and he had to hide himself because he was banned from the Hogshead 20 years ago, and that barman's got a long memory, um, we lost Moody spell spare invisibility cloak when Sturgis was arrested, so Mundungus has been dressing Mundungus has been dressing as a witch a lot. Um, also though, first of all, the Ron, person that you I've have... sworn to pass on a message. Sorry. Oh. The person that you have following him has been banned from a bar. Just Mundungus is not the one. Ron shouldn't be a prefect really and Mundungus should not be on guard duty. He shouldn't even be in the damn order. No, he should just be order adjacent, and it's okay if he's order adjacent. Right? Can we make a T-shirt that says order adjacent? I would love yes, to. Let's yes, do that. let's do that. Um, okay. Um, so uh, Sirius swears he'll pass on a message to Ron from his mother, which is cool because that means that Molly knows that Sirius is going to talk to her children um, and her children's friends. Um. She says, on no account whatsoever are you to take part in an illegal secret defense against the Dark Arts group. She says you'll be expelled for sure and your future will be ruined. She says there will be plenty of time to learn to defend yourself later and that you are too young to be worrying about that right now. She also advises Harry and Hermione not to proceed with the group. Though she accepts, she has no authority over either of them and simply begs them to remember that she has their best interests at heart. She would have written you all this, but if, if the owl had been intercepted, you'd all have been in real trouble, and she can't say it for herself because she's on duty tonight. That is quite a long message. Um, and then also, I like that she is accepting that. Um, I like that she's accepting that, accepting that she can't like tell Harry and Hermione what to do. Yeah. Basically. Like she's but it, it sounds that, as though she like, had to be pushed towards that conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she I'm was sure. reminded. I'm sure. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely think you so. You know you can't well. go around telling them children that are not yours what to do. It's also like sad. I don't know if sad's the right word. No, sad is the right word. That she is holding on so hard to like the idea that her family can keep normal like the the idea of normalcy like he's gonna ruin his future but if Dumbledore if Voldemort takes over the ministry like what future you know what I mean like it's not Mm -hmm. like normal times you know what I mean it's not when Percy was coming up and you and Voldemort was off in Albania and making hot cocoa butter music you know what I mean like it's just not it's not that time like the times have changed now he's out on tour 
you know, Hotline Blinged Undropped. He's, he's, it's just a different, we're in a different stage of life here. And, mm-hmm. and Umbridge is taking over the school, which they kind of, they know, like Molly knows this for sure, yeah. more than like other parents would know. So I feel like at this time, it would be great for her as a mom to be like, I'm so proud of you for standing up for yourself. Um, I think that I agree. I get the, like, scared that he'll be expelled, but, like... But I'm also... Yeah, like, I think I think it's... I think this is one of those situations that's a little bit, like, difficult as a parent, right? Like, I think that, like... I think this is a very good idea, but it is risky, and so... Sure, you can't, like... It doesn't matter if you're expelled, if you're dead. That's, you know, that's true, but I think that, like, she is operating on the idea that, like... Hogwarts is the safest place for you. Um, regardless of what Umbridge is doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are still other things you can learn. There's still, there's just, I think that she's thinking that, like, sure, Voldemort's around, but it's not your responsibility to stop him at this point. Um, and there are other people who can do that and who will do that. So you focus on just, like, getting through school and focus on your future in that way. And then when you get out, then maybe you can worry about it. But so I get what she's saying. I don't necessarily think she's right, and I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know that's necessarily that. Well, I also think the that idea that, like, either. if you get it's out like, and then you want to join the order, but your schooling is inadequate at this point, like, you know what I mean? Like, there'll be mm-hmm. plenty of time to learn. Well, when? Because I'm in school where we're supposed to be learning this, and we're not learning this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just would appreciate it more if she would have yeah. been like, be careful. I, mean, I just. I'm proud of you for sticking up for yourself, but yeah. make sure that you don't get caught. Constant vigilance. But I think that's the other thing. She knows her kids aren't going to be constantly vigilant. She knows Ron ain't going to be constantly vigilant. She's just like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Because if you... Because you're going to get caught and you're going to get expelled. Like, so Jenny? She didn't say... She didn't have that note for Jenny. Well, so, Jenny's not going to be here. But, like, you know, she's like, Jenny, Jenny will be fine. It's like the blackish scene. So she can do there's it. There's like a... Literally, there's a blackish episode where um, Rainbow talks to Diane and she's like, listen, you know you're my only hope. She goes down the list of her kids, like Zoe. She gonna marry Rich, <laughs> like Junior. Good lord, yeah. like um. Oh, I want to say Miles, but that's his actual name. <laughs> Twin boy brother. This is really bad. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> Twin boy brother. Like, oh, he's gonna be a plumber or something. Yeah, you're right, mom. I'm your only hope. <laughs> like, you like go through the list. Damn. And it's great because Diane really is the best they got. But I feel like that's probably what also kind of what uh, Molly's doing. She's like, Bill, Charlie and Bill, they're in the order. They got it. Percy. Whew. We don't talk about <laughs> Percy. Fred and George. They're going to be blowing up know, toilets. Don't talk about them either. <laughs> Delinquents. Right. <laughs> Sending us toilet seats. Ron. And Ron, Jenny's, sweet boy. Ron, you just don't Ron have a range. A sweet boy. He just doesn't have sweet, <laughs> sweet boy. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful gowns. Wonderful gowns. <laughs> Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> Beautiful gowns. Oh, God, that's the best freaking clip I've ever seen before. And, oh. <laughs> Beautiful gowns. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, 
Um, on duty for what? Ron asks. Never mind, just stuff for the order. Um, so it's followed on me to be the messenger and make sure you tell her I passed it all on because I don't think she trusts me. Which, she like, of course not. I wouldn't trust you either. I wouldn't trust Sirius to pass on that kind of information. <laughs> I love Sirius, but nah. You keep saying um, that. So you want me to... That I love Sirius because I don't trust him to pass on responsible information. I just know who he is as a person, and I accept him as that, as I, such, and I don't expect him to do more than what he is. You. Okay, that's weird. Um, so you want me to say I'm not going to take part in the defense group? Ron mutters. Me? Certainly not, said Sirius. I think it's an excellent idea. And I'm like, Ron really is not good at meeting people that he knows. Ron doesn't know, no, he doesn't know anyone. Like, he's never met a single one of his friends before or acquaintances I don't get it. or adult figureheads in his life he just hasn't yeah it's 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 weird you do said harry is heart lifting of course i do do you think your father and i would have laid down and take taken orders from an old hag like umbridge um but last term all you did was term, tell me to be careful and not take risks Last year, all evidence is pointing that someone inside Hogwarts was trying to kill you, Harry. This year, there um, we know there's someone outside of Hogwarts who'd like to kill us all. So I think learning to defend yourselves properly is a very good idea. That's all I wanted like, Molly to say. Context. That's all I wanted Molly to say. Context. Like. I mean, I get that. Yeah. We know people out there trying to kill you. I know that your ass ain't going to leave Harry Potter in the wind. So all three of y'all need to defend yourself. Like if yeah, Molly is so blinded to to think that Harry Potter does not is not going to need to defend himself. Well, yeah, of all people, and that if Harry Potter is going to need to defend himself, Ron is going to be right nearby. <laughs> like you've had five mm-hmm. years or four years. Yeah. I would be like, my baby needs to be in them advanced defense classes. We go take him to Krav Maga on Saturdays. <laughs> he gonna need to taser that with that, that muggle metal wand. We need, he need to get some lessons in that. Like, I need my baby to be prepared. Yeah. That is very true. Um... And what, uh, oh yeah, and what if we do, if we do get expelled, Hermione asked. Hermione, the whole thing was your idea. I know it was, I just wondered what Sirius thought, she said. Well, better expelled and able to defend yourselves and sitting safely in school without a clue. Here, here, said Harry and Ron. So, how are you organizing the group? Where are you meeting? Um, and then Sirius suggests the shrieking shack, but Hermione says, um, there were only four of you and all of you could transform into animals. Um, and you could probably fit under the invisibility cloak if you wanted, but there are 28 of us, and none of us is an animagus, and we wouldn't need so much an invisibility cloak as an invisibility marquee, which, is that a thing, and can we see it? Because that would be hilarious. Um, fair point, said Sirius. Well, I'm sure you'll come up with somewhere. There used to be a pretty roomy secret passageway, um, but Fred and George said it's blocked. Oh, said Sirius. Well, I have to think and get back to... He broke off. His face was suddenly tense, alarmed. He turned sideways, apparently looking into the solid brick wall of the fireplace. Serious, said Harry anxiously, but he had vanished. Harry gaped at the flames for a moment, then turned to look at Ron and Hermione. Why did he 
Hermione gave a horrified gasp and left to her feet, still staring at the fire. A hand had appeared amongst the flames, groping as though to catch hold of something. A stubby, short-fingered hand, covered in ugly, old-fashioned rings. The three of them ran for it. At the do- door of the boys' dormitory, Harry looked back. Umbridge's hand was still making snatching movements amongst the flames, as though she knew exactly where Sirius's hair had been moments before and was determined to seize it. This bitch right here. Umbridge is the worst. People's private communications. She doesn't care. Reading folks' mail, eavesdropping and snooping in people's private communications. Mm-hmm. Whack. Whack. Um, which also means that she's going fire to fire. I mean, I guess there's only like four common room fires, but like, and like, yeah, I don't think that she... I think there's a way to monitor it without... Yeah. Like, there's some magical way to monitor it. So, but her, if she was listening... the ministry does that. Um, but it seems like she wasn't... I don't know that she was listening. It I seems think like she, she wasn't listening because yeah. she just went straight to snatching. So... Mm-hmm. Which is hopefully good because we don't know... The last thing that she he said was, well, I'll have to think and get back to you. So he, maybe she doesn't know who he was talking to. I don't think she does, obviously, because, I mean, she can guess, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whew. MVP? Who knows? Maybe he was trying to come out the fire. And to, to um, murder Harry Potter. To kill Harry. <laughs> that. Maybe she saved his life. Maybe. Would you look at that? That's probably what the Daily Prophet will say tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, MVP? Uh, Grubbly Plank. Nice. For helping um, our Hedwig um, recover so that she can... Um, Take over the musical world. Yeah, you know, continue to be a part of Destiny's Child and... Just and made it so, like, fixed there. her wing up so well that... Um, Single ladies choreography was lit. Yeah. Plus other choreography. There was no, but no like, problems. Yeah. Still able to dance in the hills. Um, I made Neville the MVP. I just felt like what? He was like, you know what? Enough. And Yeah. It's a another step in the glow up that Neville is going undertaking right now. Laurel said the staff room gargoyles for being expertly petty. It's her MVP. I like it. I appreciate that. Um, Portia um, had a laundry list of MVPs and Bayana said choose one. So Grubbly Plank and McGonagall for being the true OGs. And Imani made Hermione Mick G and Grubbly Plank for putting up with the rest of these idiotic men because men are trash. Those are his MVPs. It's true. Um, I just also, I said choose one to Portia because she also had Lee, Jordan, and Fred and George. Just for everyone, again, like, it is MVP, like, most <laughs> valuable player. And, like, you know, sometimes it, it, sometimes you got to do two. That's fine. And, like, this also, we, I just think we all got a little carried away. Because I've definitely made a bunch of my MVPs before and benched. Robin definitely has. I only we really bench, like, 
We just have to I, remember. I we just have to remember, like, I mean, you've made serious MVP in chapters that he's not in. Yes, so he is. We're not. We're <gasps> just, I changed. Serious is my MVP. What? What am I doing? Never. Why? Just make Neville your MVP. No. Why are you so serious? Is my MVP? You had a really good reason. Mm. No, serious. <sighs> I need him to win. He needs a win. His life is terrible. I, he will win. All right. I don't think he's gonna win. He's not in enough chapters, and I don't think that he needs a win. Yeah. Anyway, the point. The point is that you're voting for your most that generally your most valuable player. That's all. Amani says, remember Bionis Carpal Tunnel, y'all. Just fill that is for well. the spreadsheet queen. When you go, when you set your, when you set your mouth to just make a bunch of bench your MVPs, just remember her poor nerves. Her poor nerves. Um, it's true. My poor, my poor nerves, actually. And it, they, it, it has been like acting up this week. I would say, in my defense, that I usually only bench large groups of people. And it's mostly like the society as a whole. But. Mm -hmm. Which I think is fine if it's like every once in a while. I'm not saying to like, ne if sometimes you just are like, all right, these three people got to be MVP. That's cool. I'm just saying. Let's not like, make it a habit. Just if you can narrow it down, do. If you can't, fine. But if you can, try. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. Anyway, bench. Who did you bench? I benched Dolores Jane Umbridge for mm -hmm. trying to, like, tampering with the mail, which is a federal offense. Um, the police state, the surveillance state, being all big brother up in Hogwarts, like, just, you know, I'm just, like, anti-authoritarianism. That's why I don't, that's why I don't order uh, Papa John's pizza anymore. I'm just, like, over, a, like, I'm over Nazis. I'm over fascist. So 1940s. Like, new style. Come on. You know? Like, this season's fashion is very much not fascist. It's anti-fascist. Okay. Um, I benched Umbridge as well because, like, she's Umbridge. Love her. She messed up Hedwig. She couldn't even properly deal with Snape, and she almost caught serious because she's nosy as fuck and can't just mind her own business. So, right. And disbanded the Gryffindor Quidditch team and won't give them the, their team back. The fuck is that? Pettiness. Hateration. It's hateration in and this holler. dancery. We don't need that. We don't no, need this it. This dancery is all about don't the holleration. No, wait, we don't need holleration. And the hateration. This this dancery does not we, need we, either. We do not want your holleration. We do not want your hateration. We just want a celebration. Okay. Mm -hmm. Laurel benches Umbridge for manhandling Hedwig. I mean, that's not a reason to sit down. You know? Like Hedwig? Like that's the top you fixed, one. You put your hands what on Hedwig? What? Mm -hmm. Um Umbridge for daring to touch Hedwig and her security, for that matter, with Armani's bench, which is just, again, you fix your grubby, stubby little fingers 
to touch the queen. And Portia benched Umbridge for consistently raising the bar uh, in awfulness. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Kashana had to leave early, but she also benched Umbridge. She already knew. She from knew the from beginning. jump. She was like, I already know. Let me just before I dip. She was like, Let "Listen, just, I know what chapter know. it is. I know what time um, it is, and I just need y'all to know." <laughs> hmm. Um. Okay. Thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing Chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, um, which I believe is like halfway through the book, which is kind of insane, ridiculous. Dumbledore's army. Um, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who's been for the chapter. Um, y'all know where to find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, owl, Slack, all that stuff. Join the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and your feelings. Like we actually legitimately want to know. We just want to know your thoughts though. You can keep let us know. No, Robin doesn't want to know your feelings. Let me know. I'll be upset, but like. It's it just really, like, it just messes with my no. entire day. Stop. Pause. Time out. Time out. Let us know your thoughts. If you want to let me know your feelings, cool. Let Connie know your feelings, because she is the feelings best right. manager. And she will take those feelings, and she will exponentially grow those feelings. And then y'all can be in a feeling soup and do that <laughs> all on your own. But and I don't order that. that way you'll get your feelings heard and validate it yep. and we will be on the side and we will manage it and be like wow it's awesome yeah. great and I'm i don't keep that away from I just, myself like I, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this whole episode i have a new job i'm very busy all of a sudden and i just i my my time for sad naps is really limited so if you could help me you know stay awake and not weigh me down in despair with your feelings because my feelings were really enough. That'd be lovely. And also, someone write that fanfic about the strengthening potion and super soldier serum, Captain America as a Hogwarts student, or ill money student, I guess. Ugh. <laughs> it just hurts. Well, I mean, know? like... He still could still go to Hogwarts, though, right? Because, like, doesn't he go to Europe to fight the Red Skull? Like, maybe he goes and he fights Grindelwald as well. We don't know. We don't make the rules. Right. It's just the same timeline. Maybe we should explore that a little right. bit. Maybe he's homeschooled. Just, you know. So, yeah, um, website, blackgirlscreate.org. Um, <laughs> we're Black Girls Create everywhere except Twitter, where we're, where we're we black, at we black and nerds. We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you.